Greetings and welcome to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh per podcast. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying Sefer Eov with you. We are now in chapter 28, Parak Chavchet, in the second half of Eov's first Mashal. And again, after the three rounds, or nearly three rounds, of dialogues between Eov and his disputants, Eov presents two Mishalim, two speeches, uh, quite picturesque, and the first one is Perak Chavzayin Chavchet, so we're in the middle of it, uh, and <coughs> the, uh, and the presentation, uh, is about the inability of man to find wisdom. Uh, the previous Perak, which was the first half of the Mashal, part of it was Eov's, uh, committing himself to never, um, lying, and not to flatter God. And the second was either his declaration about the bad destiny of Rishayim, or more likely about his incredulousness at the claims of his disputants that the Rishayim indeed suffer because he sees that they don't. Now we pick it up. Keep that phrase in mind because we'll come back to it in a few minutes. Uh, silver has a place that it can be found. Umakom la zahav yazoku, and a place for gold to be refined. Um, this seems to be coming out of nowhere, but we'll see where he's going with it. Barzel me'afar yikach. Iron can be quarried from the dirt. Ve'even yatsuk nechusha. And uh, the rock can be turned into copper. You can quarry copper out. Kates sam lachoshech. Now, this is used midrashically, uh, homiletically, uh, to speak about sort of an end to troubles, but that's not what it means in the context here. The notion is that there are dark places underground where these things are found, uh, and you can go all the way there, you can dig all the way to the end, and find there, dark rocks, meaning rocks, precious stones, that are found in place of ultimate darkness. Paratz nachal me'im gar, hanishkachim miniragel. The, the uh, ravine has been opened up, a place where nobody walks, a place that has been forgotten from steps, as it were. Dalu me'anoshna'u, it has risen above where people move, meaning it's places that people don't go. Eretz mimena yetzei lachem, a place where where grain is grown. V'tachten epach k'mo'esh, and underneath turns into fire. And the notion here maybe is that under a grain field you may find precious stones that are red and glowing, or you might have volcanic action there. Mekom sapir avaneha, a place of sapphire stones. V'afrot zahavlo. And, uh, and gold stones. Nativ lo yedao ayit. These are in roads that even the buzzard doesn't know. Velosha zafatu ein ayat. And the, uh, sorry, the eagle doesn't know, and the buzzard, the eye of the buzzard has not discovered it. In other words, these are the places very, very far away, and yet people are able to go there, people do go there, they find precious stones, and they quarry them. Loid rihu v'nei shachatz. V'nei shachatz seems to be some sort of wild beasts have never gone to these places. Lo ada alav shachal. A lion has never been there. Bachalamish shalach yado. 
Chalamish is a stone. He puts his hand there, Hafach Mishoresh Harim. And whether that means that he turns it from underneath the base of the mountains, but in any case, man is able to go and find stones in the precious stones, stones of great value, in all of these distant places that have never been discovered, but Suroti Orimbikea. And then, but Surot, which is a form of Tsurim, in the rocks, he suddenly opens up and water flows out, meaning he goes into the rocks to quarry and suddenly there's an underground stream. And suddenly he sees all of this precious stuff. And on the other hand, there is, sometimes there's water that gets stopped up. An image of crying rivers. That could mean that he heals them or that he stops them up. And he takes the secret things out into the light. Now these 11 psukim all describe man searching for precious stones in all sorts of places which are distant and far and hidden and dark. And on the other hand, this is where it's all leading, But where can wisdom be found? It cannot be found anywhere. Where is the place of understanding? Now, Erka here seems to mean the place where it is aruch, where it is set up and, and, and laid out. Nobody knows where that is. It can't be found wherever living people are. Wisdom is elusive. The depths say, it's not with me. And the sea says, it's not with me. Now this may be speaking about the Sar Shalyam, the Sar Shaltahom, the, 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 the ministers, as it were, of, of the sea, or the sea itself. Remember, Yam is also the Canaanite name for the god of the sea. Lo yutan sagor tachteha. Sagor is another name for gold, like Zahav Sagur. So you cannot buy it with, with gold. Velo yishakel kesef mechira. You can't weigh out the silver of its price, because its price is beyond silver. Tesula is to be weighed out. And Ketem Ophir is, Ketem is another fancy name for gold. Uh, it cannot be weighed out with gold from Ophir. Uh, Ophir on the Arabian coast, the place where a lot of gold was brought. Beshoham Yakar Sapir. Shoham, another precious stone. Uh, sapir, which is sapphire. Loyar Chana Chochit. Gold and fancy glass cannot be weighed against it. Cannot measure to it. Utmurata klifaz, and you cannot change it, exchange it for gold vessels. Ramot v'gavish lo yizacher. Ramot seems to be uh, some sort of a uh, crystal. Gavish, another sort of a, a dark rock. Lo yizacher. You can't even mention them when you want wisdom. Wisdom cannot be pulled for fancy jewels. In other words, you cannot acquire it. You cannot acquire it for pinim. Wisdom, unlike gold, unlike fancy uh, fancy stones, is not findable, is not buyable. The pita, the, the, this other beautiful stone, cannot weigh against it. It can't be weighed against the purest gold. That's the first part of his talk about Chochmah as being unavailable to those who have all these fancy stones. They can't buy it. 
Man doesn't know where it is, and you can't acquire it with those stones that you went to the ends of the earth to find. And now, where will wisdom come from? Meaning, since we can't find it, so where is it going to come from? What's the place of understanding? Which parallels the first pasuk of that. It's the same words. It is out of the visual range of all living beings. Even the birds of the heaven don't know where it is. Meaning, however high you go, you can't find it. Avadon Vamavetamru So death and the netherworld say and poetically that's how it would be perhaps those who dwell there say We heard about wisdom and then either the Eov continues or else quoting Avadon Vamavet saying Elohime Vindarka God understands its way He knows where it is and the notion here is that God and only God knows where it is. God allows man to discover and to explore and to find all sorts of things under the earth and in the heavens, but not wisdom. God sees to the ends of the earth more than the buzzard, more than Ofa Shemaim. And he sees everything, which may mean he knows where everything is, including wisdom, which means wisdom is somewhere, but we can't find it. Or it may mean something very different, which is that since God is able to see to the ends of the earth, that is wisdom. He is obviously the one in charge of the wisdom. Tachat kol ha-shamayim He's everything under the heavens. La'asot la-ruach mishkal. And he is able to weigh out the wind, meaning how much wind should there be in each place. Umayim tikein b'midah. And measure out the exact proper amount of water that there should be in any one place. He even gives a measure for rain. How much rain should fall? Chaziz kolot is storm clouds. Chaziz seems to be sounds. Clouds. Chaziz kolot, clouds of sound. So storm clouds that make sound. Thunder, we associate with that. He creates a path where they should go. He's in charge of all of it. Which again may mean that he knows where wisdom is because he sees everything. Or that that knowledge is the wisdom. This is going to come back bigadol in a very large measure at the end of Eov when God speaks. Azra'ah vayisapra. He saw it and vayisapra, which may mean he counts it and he reckons it, the wisdom, or it may mean he puts it at an edge, at a sfar. Hechinah v'gam chakara. He prepares it and he investigates to its depths. And so now, what does he say to man who cannot see it? Indeed, the fear of Hashem, that's the wisdom. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that God is saying, I know where the wisdom is, and I will reveal it to you, but you have to first fear me? Or does it mean the most that you can get of wisdom is to fear God? Unclear what the meaning of this is, but the difference is huge. Does it mean that man does actually have access to this divine wisdom, but there's a, a path to take which starts with Yirat Hashem? Or does it man, mean that man is absolutely not going to have access to it, only the divine can, but that the only piece of wisdom that man can operate with is Yirat Hashem? Huge difference. Vesur Bina. And the wisdom comes in avoiding evil. 
Okay, we'll pick it up in the next podcast with Eov's second mashal, which is quite long, Perachavtet Lamed and Lamed Aleph, and will really take us to the end of this entire scene of Eov and the three disputants, and then we will meet the fifth character uh, in our book, which is Elihu. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.